0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise and mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking. So let's get on with the episode. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Season three. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, do you enjoy a little break? Uh... <laughs> yes it's been eventful no need to go there but i've had a good break and um yeah i'm feeling ready to go on season yeah. three
0: oh it's it's a it's a break from the podcast you didn't take a break from work you No, didn't far from <laughs> but, it. far but from change it but changes is, changes
1: is as good as a rest as they say so so, so they say so they say but yeah i I've, I've had a good uh, rest from the podcast um and i'm raring to go but yeah i've been i've been very very busy with work as have you i've no doubt
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of things are falling into place mm. you know, it's, it's it's just like like hypnosis it's not a magic wand. it's like i shall have a business Poof, there's a business <laughs> it doesn't work that way so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you don't realize
1: yeah i know
0: so hypnosis not not that we're doing things behind the scenes but you know we, we make suggestions to the subconscious
1: and then it's got work to do <laughs> yeah, well, we make sub- suggestions to our subconscious all the time, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, what we're we going to talk about today?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think actually rest and recuperation and the importance of, of taking breaks from things.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I, I keep saying this thing all along, right the way through the last two series whenever we've hit on something we start talking about or make references back to old sayings and expressions like I remember when we were talking about sleep and you said an hour before midnight's worth two right. afterwards, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. Um, you um, said yeah, it correctly the first time. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> then there's the expression a change is as good as a rest. So it's like, yeah, yeah what's the reasons?
0: Because <laughs> there's ancient wisdom.
1: Yeah, yeah. Without getting
0: all woo-woo on us.
1: No, there's <laughs> no need we, to go woo-woo. We don't so do So many <laughs>
0: so many of the problems that we have in this modern world mm. are that we are ignoring the wisdom of the thing. You know, the sun has gone to bed. You should too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's quite um, And some things we still do naturally. But there's so much competition. We're so connected. You know, it's. I had a meeting yesterday at 7 a.m., which is not a natural time for me to be up. I, mm. I get up if I need to, <laughs> certainly up before 7, but I don't want to engage with my brain necessarily at 7 a.m. I can do it if I have to, and I did yesterday, but it's because of time differences. Having a chat with people in Australia requires, you know, different hours here. So... Mm. And that, of course, interferes with the natural rhythms that we've had for millennia, Mm. because we've got this connection and it's wonderful. It's a great opportunity to talk to somebody in Australia, but it has its has its drawbacks and you need to make adjustments
1: yeah well what I find is I mean because I speak with our dear friend Angela Fowling who was one of our guests uh, she well, she's in, there yes she lives in Australia now when I speak to her it's about seven in the morning now invariably I'm up well before seven o'clock and um, I have to be but to do something like a a, a long full-on conversation for half an hour or right. an hour at seven in the morning then it messes with my day I mean yes usually, usually at seven in the morning I'm quite happily going through my emails at my own little pace just catching up on some other bits maybe I'm making a couple of alterations to the website but I sort of ease myself into the day um so to have a sort of full-on conversation where you're completely attentive to somebody and listening to everything they're saying and and talking back yeah it it throws me out for the day does it do the same with you
0: it does it does And, and and I get more tired doing I find that I actually want to lie down in the afternoon (laughs) and take a nap, which I never do.
1: Oh, it's fatal for me.
0: But yeah, yeah. And then that whole day's shot. Okay, I must be home from work now. This this is one of the the disadvantages of working from home. You know, you don't have that marker. Left the building, you've locked that up, and now you've gone to your home Mm. and you can relax. But but, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I'm only working from home about a third of the time these days. But when I do, I, I make a point. I stop for one hour in the middle of the day and I go for a walk. Yeah. I have to otherwise about half an hour after lunch I just want to go to sleep <laughs> yeah
0: and that's what we're saying That you need those breaks mm. break from one activity not necessarily take a, a nap mm.
1: although
0: you could have a little hypnosis vacation in your head if you want to <laughs> it could be quite nice well, but we don't I, always I, I want have, to come back from vacation
1: <laughs> yeah well I have been known to you know enjoy some hypnosis in the afternoons yes uh, but also you said you go for a walk. Physical
0: activity is so mm. different from mental activity.
1: Mm.
0: And it's terribly good for us to do that, especially when we sit glued to our computers so much these days. Mm. It used to be, you know, you, you were running there. If you're a woman with children, you're running all over the house. And now you know, I'm working. My kids are grown. <laughs> now I'm <laughs> sitting in front of a computer all day, Yeah, often talking to clients, which is lovely, but still sitting in front of a computer. So mm. walking is a great
1: idea. Yeah, but I find if I've got, say, four hours' work to do on a computer or I've got four hours sat at my computer, mm-hmm. I'll get far more done if I do an hour and a half, take an hour's walk, then do another hour and a half. I'll get more done in those three hours that have worked they wouldn't solid than yeah. I'm a solid four. Absolutely, every, every time, Yeah. every single time. Yeah,
0: there's there's good distraction and there's mm. bad distraction. And, and it, when you when your body is telling you do something else do something else and you sort of fiddle with stuff for a bit man. <laughs> let yeah. me rearrange my sock drawer you know that kind of stuff you know well, yeah
1: you... that's it because even if i'm tired so you're getting a bit of eye strain at the computer or something mm-hmm. even if i'm tired or feeling physically tired if i get up and do something physically active i no longer feel physically tired
0: but it also allows your brain time to do that sort of background work that it does when you're working on a problem you're writing a, an article whatever it is that you're spending that hour and a half before doing mm. but you have not yet completed you know you're you're subconscious or you even your unconscious i don't like the term unconscious mind it sounds no i it sounds, somebody it sounds unwell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but the other part of your brain not, not the part that's got all the all the uh the things your mother didn't like and <laughs> those bits stuck in your head but but that background computer work that your, oh. that your brain is doing and then you come and you sit down and you say oh my god look at that sentence it's completely wrong and and you rewrite half of it and you can do it so fast because yeah. your brain's been thinking about it in the background
1: because you've had a break away from it yeah i mean yeah. this that, that's the thing isn't it you can come back and look at something with a fresh pair of eyes you just made me laugh, though, then. You're talking about and, and the things that your mother didn't like. Oh, you get that as well, do you? <laughs> I thought it was just me.
0: <laughs> no, no. Most of our subconscious suggestions in early life come from our parents <laughs> and other caregivers. Broccoli, yucky.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I was... Um, we were talking earlier on, actually, before we went on air, about how um, this, this change is as good as the rest thing, though, and how it works. It's also see this is the thing where I I always try and give people a really good uh, explanation of hypnosis things that are said to you things that go into your subconscious may not appear for hours or even days afterwards Mm -hmm. Um, and I always use that crossword analogy for that you know if if you're doing a crossword and you're stuck on a clue and you put the crossword down and you just get on with your day and three hours later you could have been Talking about something else, doing something completely different. You certainly weren't trying to think of the answer consciously, but the answer will suddenly spring into your mind out of nowhere. I think I, think I have to look at
0: the times of day that I tend to do crosswords
1: because mm. those things usually I sit up in bed at three o'clock in
0: the morning. And go ah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I tend that crosswords and and word games are kind of my winding down technique.
1: Oh, do you do? So I'm doing them
0: later, and yeah, I do wordle, of course. But uh, but those kinds of things, word finding. Mm. Um. Uh, i used to do words with friends i tend to play the solitary games rather than with friends mm. <laughs> again time differences i'm <laughs> just you're playing a game and you send out a word and three days later you get a response it's just not the
1: same <laughs> you'd rather <laughs> no, play the computer the only puzzles i do is sudoku oh
0: see i don't like that i don't like math yeah. Now, what do I not like math? Because I was told I didn't like math because I'm a girl. I don't know. But <laughs> I have enough enough math to get through my science. Oh, one of your Americanisms
1: <laughs> coming through there, Denise. Math. <laughs> we yes, say maths. <laughs> I know.
0: and I use that to good effect on on
1: uh,
0: on word puzzles.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, um, the use of trance as a as a, a, a distracting thing, just mm. just to take a. Um, a mini vacation or just a relaxation tape mm. just to allow you to have a, a really good rest mm. yeah i mean
1: i i i well we were talking about that a little bit earlier on i do like to listen to a recording in the middle of the day maybe a 20 mm-hmm. minute one and for me because i'm used to it i can just totally switch off from everything and concentrate on that well uh,
0: yeah of course as as hypnotists, we get hypnotized all the time, yeah, and we're perfectly happy to be so.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I
0: I use the um, there's a an Australian hypnotist. I I've, I've not come across her for all the meetings I go to. I've not come across her yet. Her, her name is Faircloth. Can't remember the first name. Yet. Mm. Um, but she does a lot of sleep. Um, hypno. She has a really good audio on uh paranap. So, not that I want anybody to go off of YouTube now and leave our podcast, but please go and look. <laughs> Faircloth Power Nap—it's uh, a you know ten. She has some ten-minute ones, some twenty-minute ones. Uh, it's very good. I find her voice very, very soothing, mm. um, and I really enjoy hers. I must admit, I have a little bit of a prejudice. I don't particularly like listening to men's voices mm-hmm. or hypnosis. I definitely prefer listening to a female voice. I don't. Do you have a preference?
1: Uh, No, I don't actually, I just like particular people. Um, Mm -hmm. The ones I listen to, yeah, it's probably a 50-50 split, I would say. Um, I like yours. I like yours with the kittens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a perk perk of the job for editing Denise's um, recordings, I get to listen to them.
0: We did have one recently. That I I couldn't get through because it realised it took me out, out too. So I sent it to Martin. had <laughs> the same problem.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I remember mm. that. I've I, I've done them myself though when I'm writing them out. Yep. And I start to fall asleep. Yep. Yeah.
0: So set a timer and stop after five minutes each. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh damn it. The-
0: Right. So this so this rest that we've both had yeah what should we re- what do you as a hypnotist recommend to your clients who come to you that are frazzled about one thing or another do you recommend that they listen to the tape that you give them during the day or at night
1: um I don't recommend they listen to the usual nighttime recording um, in the daytime I will so you, create you, you, a special one for the daytime.
0: Right, but you're you're the standard one that you send them home with that for that first consultation. Yeah, that is designed to be used at
1: night. It's designed to be used at night, yeah, yeah because it's designed for them to. It, it specifically the language patterns I use is designed to promote REM sleep. It's not necessarily designed to send them off to sleep um, per se. It's designed that when they do get sleep, they're getting the right quality of sleep and they're getting the right okay. amount of REM sleep, and it's designed to help them sort of. You know, process the thoughts and remove the emotion from them.
0: Mm-hmm. How uh, long is yours? My How twenty-five minutes,
1: 25, 30 minutes yeah. um, of you
0: of you speaking. Yes, because mine always have a lot of tail for music.
1: Yeah, no, no, mine have two or three minutes at the end, and that's it.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I'm talking all the way through the daytime ones. Whenever I prepare them for people, or I also do early evening ones for people who are wanting to lose weight. Um, mm. They tend to be about 10, 15 minutes long, that's all. Um, mm-hmm. but don't take them down too deeply. And it's just to reinvigorate it. Again, the, the, the thing you're saying about a change is as good as a rest. You can be really, really tired. But you listen to that for 10 or 15 minutes, it can reinvigorate you.
0: Mm. Um, and it, can, it can motivate like you. The, that's why I like the power nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get on with the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. That's the whole idea of it. Um,
0: yeah. Aha moment. Yes, because the aha moment comes from...
1: Changes
0: from that rest. rest, yeah, <laughs> right. A moment, but when you get back to your newspaper, you know you're writing an article and you walk away from it. You come back, mm. and you suddenly realise it. It's the same. Thing. I mean, actually, if you write anything, even if you think it's finished, you shouldn't hit send
1: right away. No, no, I've you learned take that. a little break. And I know. learned that very early on because yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> same thing goes with if you're in a bad mood and you're sending an email, oh, <laughs> go have yeah. a cup of tea and come back.
1: Don't mm. do it now. <laughs> Well that's it it's, it's that gut reaction isn't it to anything i mean th- this is this is a whole primitive intellectual brain argument isn't it because you say something in the heat of the moment because you're firing mm-hmm. from the primitive side of the brain you're in defence mode fight or flight and then you cool down you think about it intellectually afterwards it's like oops <laughs> yeah i wish i hadn't said that
0: <laughs> isn't what i meant to say
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Or maybe I should have just kept that thought to myself.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, but I mean... a,
0: your inner voice going out talking about the what do they call it here, the the political system here. They they just they said the quiet bit out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no but it's funny this actually denise because it's talking i mean you can talk about public speaking with hypnotherapy and what have you mm, as, as i sometimes do yeah yeah me too but some people who teach public speaking will say oh, it's great to start off being humble if you're nervous just say it say, "Oh, i'm sorry i'm a bit nervous and be really human right. and natural and that's great other ones will argue to the contrary
0: as this particular facilitator that you had last week presumably would wouldn't it wouldn't doesn't don't people find that disarming Mm. or do they think it's it's fake oh i'm a little bit nervous and they give a brilliant speech
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, false modesty
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah i don't know because i don't actually get nervous you're not no in real life no no not public speaking no
0: Uh, yeah i do i get the the dry mouth and the I can get through it, but I, I'm yeah. definitely burning more calories getting through it than I would normally thought. This doesn't bother me. This in of... real life doesn't bother me. No. <laughs> but if you label it, our talk.
1: <laughs> it's supposed to be one of those big fears, though, isn't it, public speaking?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, second only to death.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can imagine death trumping it. Um, but no, I don't have any fear of public speaking. Do
0: you feel the same way? I know that you had a little argument with Zoom recently. Did you? Do you feel the same way um, presenting using technology while you're also talking? Or do you have um, to run that side of things?
1: No, it's it actually, it's a really, really simple issue and I've sorted it out.
0: So so um, uh, apart from the power nap, mm. Ms. Fairclough, whom I really... If you ever see this please contact me um <laughs> uh who i think is really amazing um i don't just do that i like listening to actually not even really necessarily using hypnosis to do it because you just naturally go into a hypnotic mm-hmm. state where you're half asleep and half awake mm-hmm. um listening to travelogues or you know somebody describing a walk down a particular street or uh getting on you know I I one day I will make it across the United States on a train. There mm. are several routes you can take that are really fantastic. Um, so th- things like that, where you just you're in that on that journey that in real life would take several, well, two or three days, really, if you're going to take lunch breaks, um, <laughs> but really only takes twenty minutes,
1: twenty five minutes. Mm in oh, real time okay yeah but say but that, yeah but i'd be interested to talk about what's the difference between say you putting me into trance and then taking me on a holiday of a lifetime you know in a journey in trance under hypnosis for half an hour and then bringing me back and me and me feeling you know like total recall wow
0: what's the oh, difference I between see. that and
1: live, me... live
0: live a lifetime in, in a
1: yeah. half an hour <laughs> yeah but, Yeah, well, this is it, distortion of time, Denise, because what's the difference between that and watching a really, really well put together TV programme on the same thing for half an hour? Right. Right. There is a huge difference in the effects it would have.
0: Well, I see, I would use it. I would have it on and I would just be listening to it. So I think it's yeah. sort of self-hypnosis.
1: No, a bit I, used, I could watch happen. it and get absorbed in the moment and mm-hmm. watch a really, really good holiday program. And, you know, without all the commercial breaks that you get over there every right. seven minutes. Um, and be focused, but I would not feel the same way as having You been wouldn't have hypnotized. the time distortion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel the same way as being hypnotized for half an hour and gone on that pleasant trip, that pleasant journey. Um, you know, that... that thing and what's the difference how could we explain that difference to people
0: i don't know but i've had a lot of clients tell me that it's different i mean they, they
1: there's a huge difference
0: yeah and they and they contact me after saying i thought it was about 15 minutes and then i looked at the clock and, mm. and i came out of the room and said oh i was in there for an hour and a half yeah, yeah. i mean i would never take anybody on an hour and a half trance there's a lot of conversation before but mm. the actual trance usually is only 15 20
1: minutes yeah it's about 30 but it minutes. feels
0: it feels a lot longer from yeah this
1: definitely 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 does um or, or it can go the other way around as well I can remember one time um myself being hypnotized back in the day and I, I remember saying to the hypnotist well that seemed really quick and they just pointed to the clock and they said 40 minutes it was like it seemed like five <laughs> because I could remember the going down. I could remember the coming back. I couldn't remember. Oh, yes. I couldn't yeah. remember the bit in the middle. Right. right.
0: Yeah, usually they feel <clears throat> like it's been a shorter time because they only remember those parts. Mm. I have a few that remember absolutely everything I've said. They can parrot it back to me. Mm. And yet they they acknowledge that they were hypnotized. They just yeah. have the, the, the mind that does that. I don't. I, I lose track very soon after going in. And, and as I've said many times, I I hear three and think, yeah, go,
1: <laughs>
0: go back the other way again. Um, but the, which is why I I prefer my clients to listen to it at night as they fall asleep, so mm. that and they listen to it every. They'll presumably fall asleep at slightly different <laughs> sections, so they hear the whole thing. Well, of course, we don't know. Although I'm sure some scientists will figure it out with functional MRI or something, at what point you cease to actually hear what's being said to you? We do know that people in coma take in more than we realize. They can hear
1: things. Yeah, now that's off. a perfect example because they don't consciously hear it. Right. They can't. They're unconscious. They're in a coma.
0: Yeah, but, but they will sometimes remember. Oh, yeah. They won't necessarily remember who was saying it, but they heard a voice saying blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, because and, it's yeah. gone into the subconscious. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't possibly have consciously heard it because they weren't conscious. Um, I mean, this this was an argument with um, stuff to do with hypnosis and eight-hour-long hypnosis things to teach you a foreign language while you sleep, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with with you know, not particularly good results, as I remember rightly. There's a a thing said that you probably after about an hour, your brain has gone out of that area of being able to absorb.
0: I think you do that when you're conscious. Mm. After an hour, lectures really need to be fifty minutes. There's a reason for the fifty-minute sessions.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, you zone out.
0: <laughs> you zone out. You need you need to take a break. You need yeah. to circle back again. You need to have a distraction, something to to allow your brain to absorb what is what is taken mm. in. I think that um, for the language thing, I think that it probably does work if it's used in addition to mm. standard education. Otherwise, you know, medical school would have been a lot more pleasant if I could have just, you know, gone to sleep listening to people talking um, rather than actually sitting yeah, up in I a mean, lecture hall.
1: Whether it would work right for med now. school or not. I mean, I, th- I think they particularly go for the angle with language of the fact that we all learn our language just by listening, don't we?
0: Well, yes, but applying to. Mm. Otherwise, how do you know that you are understanding it if you're not applying it? Mm. I assume babies do the same thing when they when babies first come and talk to you. They 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 don't talk to you in words, but they they mimic the sound.
1: That's right. You know,
0: they, they're like mumbling in a in an accent. <laughs>
1: That's what they do. <laughs> well, then they start to copy the words, don't they?
0: Right, exactly. And then eventually they figure out which ones belong where yeah. and, and why. But um, I love I love having those conversations with two year olds. They sort of know words, or you know that that one through two. They're really beginning to master language, yeah. Thing. No,
1: I see. I like them about three to five years old where you can actually have a conversation with them, oh. but there's still at that age, like you say, they're all hypnotized little beings, yes, yeah, oh. before they start going wild and out of control, <laughs> right? Michael Yapko, yeah, was... Michael Yapko, <laughs> Michael Yapko psychologist, held a conference on self esteem and asked the question Would those people who are happy with with what they are and who they are stand up only three people stood up and he he asked them whether they had a critical voice in the back of their heads they all said they do he asked the three people how they dealt with their critical voice and they answered number one imagine the voices as a, as a rottweiler chained to a railing and just carry on walking number two i don't listen if it's not constructive and tell it to bugger off number three treat it as a person telling me something and i don't stand for it so they so the basically people... ignore their inner voice
0: we hear the... We hear the negatives and like children who hear the positives, like don't stand on that chair. Stands mm. on chair because yeah. they <laughs> ignore the no.
1: <laughs> it's not that they don't hear it, it's that they ignore it. No, no, I, just just talking about the inner voice then, actually that that's just hit on something because the inner voice isn't always critical, but it is that's always really, yeah. It isn't always critical, but it is always negative because that's its job. It's there to look out for things. It warns you about things. Yes, yes. So it's not being critical of you when it's warning you there's a fire engine coming down the road, don't stand out.
0: But then then how is hypnosis working? For example, if I have somebody who's coming to me who has a panic attack at the idea of driving over a bridge or giving Mm. a speech, Mm. and I implant the idea that there is no reason... For this mm. or you know the, the positive. How are they then hearing the positive and not the negative? Because oh, you <laughs> Well, yes, but I mean there must have there are other positive things that have gone into their head before too. So you don't actually hear the positive. It's just shut up the other the other thing is just gone. I think you just don't you don't notice the positive.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you, well, do do you, don't, when... you don't
0: sort of stand up and, and walk down, you know, do the ballroom entrance and walk down the stairs, thinking I am beautiful, I am tall, I can walk without mm. falling over, um, because you don't hear that. But if you didn't have that in there, you would hear you're going to fall over. Don't look at your feet, look straight ahead. You know, all the all the things that you're supposed to do for deportment while you're doing an automatic action.
1: yeah i mean this this, see this is another thing isn't it okay when we're walking down the street we're we're aware of what's going on around us but we're not constantly consciously thinking about every single bit of our body and what it's doing that's why we can suddenly twist our ankle on a loose paving flag because we're not watching every step we take we just do it subconsciously we do it automatically Mm -hmm. um but yeah, our mind is still on constant alert all the time. And it's to do with how anxious we are, I think, as to how much, how negative that voice is. The more anxious we are going into any situation, I think the more negative that voice is.
0: Then you're also scanning for everything all the time. Yeah. So you, there's only so many things you can scan for at a time. So you know you're going to make a mistake.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, that's it. And that's when people get nervous why they start making mistakes. If they can, If you can mm-hmm. just bring that anxiety down and calm them down, they don't make there's many mistakes They're 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 less anxious they're less likely to make those mistakes because when we're anxious we can't focus can we yeah because you're constantly hyper vigilant yeah that's it we can't focus on anything when we're anxious i mean that's where hypnotherapy really helps because it just brings the anxiety down i don't think it's i mean obviously the Replacing negative suggestions with positive ones is a good thing, but I, I think it's a dual-pronged attack. It's bringing the anxiety down as well. I,
0: oh, I, I think almost everything that I do, anxiety is part of. Is part of it. if we just if all I did was advertise myself as a as an anti-anxiety person, <laughs>
1: just yeah.
0: bring that down. All the other things would probably get better too. But yeah,
1: but I mean, every everything I deal with, practically everything I deal with, is linked to anxiety. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Hit me with a subject that I'm likely to see a client for. Let's look at the anxiety in it. Is there anxiety around weight? Yeah. We eat our emotions. They're your words, not mine. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but not everybody is anxious. That's no, not everybody's anxious.
1: I mean, this, this is the thing, actually, Denise. I mean, we, we, let's look at a, a case I was dealing with recently um in terms of somebody with uh, an addiction to substances substance abuse mm-hmm. okay they, they start to use it as a leisure thing then they start to self-medicate with it and then it gets to the point of i'm happy i'll take some drugs i'm sad i'll take some drugs um i'm anxious i'll take some drugs i'm not feeling anxious i'm feeling great oh i'll take some drugs because i'll be more happy yeah yeah, yeah. so and it it can be the same with food. It was for me for years and years and years mm. with food. It was like, I'm happy, I'll eat. I feel great. It tastes nice. I'm sad, I'll eat. <laughs> I'm anxious, is that be- I'll eat. <laughs> is,
0: is that because you've subconsciously linked taste with happiness? The taste of the food with happiness?
1: Yeah, or with comfort or... Well,
0: I think we definitely... The comfort foods are, are particularly if people are miserable, they've come back from work, they've had a horrible day. They'll tend to go for things that they think of as comfort foods, like the bag of chips, the, the very yeah. salty or
1: the very sweet things. That's it. It's the, it's the comfort foods. It, it's, it's what's in them, isn't it? Like you say, they're either very sweet, very salty or very fatty. Yeah, no, it's that balance though, isn't it? And it, it's something that hits all the pleasure receptors in us. We get that sweet taste. We like it. We get that fatty taste. It's also
0: all something that you uh, relate to when you were a child. Mm. Almost always. The, the thing that most comforts you is something your mum used to make on your birthday. Also, <laughs> you obviously never you know, tasted Sunday. my mother's
1: cooking. <laughs> She'll come back and haunt you now. No, no, she, no she'd, be, she'd be the first to admit it. She'd be the first to admit it. She was a terrible cook. But she always tried her best. That was the important yes. thing. Just get back on topic again. Um, it's those pleasure receptors, isn't it, with food? Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. So I was Mm -hmm. making that comparison, though, with the with the thing of drug use, people can use food in that way. Um, You know, it fills that gap, it fills that emotional void, it's whatever. Um, And it's the same when people have used substances, it's that go to thing, isn't it for comfort? right we're we're going all over the place with this podcast today denise and it's our first one of the new series and i hope we've not put too many listeners and viewers off but it's actually quite a serious important thing because it's about habits out of habit i'm of habit, Mm -hmm. i'm out of practice yeah yeah yeah, but no it's amazing though isn't it we did 13 episodes last series 13 episodes a series before i think this is actually the longest break we've taken between them as well it is Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: Um, and it's like we suddenly get out of practice, you know, we do our circular conversations.
0: Yes, that's true. I've been practicing on I'm, mine, are always rather circular
1: when I uh,
0: for my other podcast, the one with physicians, but that it's always with a guest and it's a different mm. guest each time. Yeah. So I'm used to that. The conversations with you and I will be very, oh, that reminds me of. <laughs> yeah. Well, well,
1: that's the point. You and I could talk on Zoom for hours when it comes to recording a podcast and we do yeah but when it comes to recording a podcast all of a sudden it's like well what are we talking about Mm
0: -mm. i do think the fact that you need to practice something for it to to be fresh in your mind so that it continues to be even the things that are you're going to be able to retrieve we promise you the next time you hear just us talking we'll be a bit more organized (laughs)
1: that's the thing if you're you're trying to build a new habit or replace a bad one or something it does take practice but it's how we learn anything I mean I always use the one of tying shoelaces the first time Mm you are shown how to do it you'll feel completely overwhelmed by about the eighth attempt from there onwards you can do it with your eyes closed if you need to Mm -hmm.
0: Um, but if you were to learn tying your shoelaces once a month you'd have a lesson it mm. would take you forever you need to there needs to be a very short interval between things mm. that's an interesting aspect of hypnosis you could practice tying your shoelaces under hypnosis i'm not sure i've ever done that with a child but if, you, if, oh. if you'd be able to practice it multiple times in your head very in a very short period of time and master a task
1: well we've got um brenda rhodes on next week she. she's okay. a hypnotherapist from your side of the pond and um, we're talking about narcissism and narcissistic behavior Um, mm-hmm. coercive behavior gaslighting trauma bond and all kinds of other things uh that is actually a really really good episode makes a lot more sense than this one does <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a little, little more linear yeah
1: yeah yeah so so that's uh next one but then it's you and i back on episode three after that isn't it
0: Right. We'll have
1: to, we're we're
0: taking suggestions if you want to contact us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And if anybody knows anything about virtual reality combined with hypnosis, please get in touch. We'd love to speak with you.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we'll see you on the next one.
0: Thanks, Martin. (laughs) Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one.
1: If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.